to the Sporting Chance Podcast. I am your host, Matt Maratea, and this is my first attempt at trying to do something like this. Uh, why do I believe that I should start a podcast? Why did I download the software, buy an expensive microphone, do all that jazz, make myself a nice little setup, need even an intro beat? Well, Frankly, because I wanted to, and I think that I just have a lot to say about sports. People would enjoy hearing me say it, and yeah, that's about it. You know, also, I wanted to get into the sports media since the time I was little, and you know, in in this day and age, the quickest way to do that is to just sort of drill your own path. So I'm keeping my head down, and I'm trying to do that. I'm currently going to Temple University right now, making my way through there, trying to get that degree, and we'll see where that takes me. But right now, I'm mostly just trying to help myself, and you know, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I'm currently writing for EveningTheScore.com. It's a Flyers blog. Uh, Anything you could want to know about the orange and black, uh, please do check it out. Uh, Big thanks to everybody over there, especially AJ who gave me my start there, and also uh, cornerpubsports.com, covering the Phantoms for them, as well as uh, doing their UFC coverage, which is very fun because I enjoy violence. Yep, something you definitely need to know. Uh, I like watching people throw the mitts on, throw kicks, lock in submissions, kimuras, arm bars, leg locks, etc., I also do a little bit of training on my own, some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, some boxing, kickboxing, do that down at the UFC gym, have a ton of fun with that, so I do know a little bit about what I'm talking to, but yeah, cornerpubsports.com, check out my stuff there, UFC and Phantoms, and check out everything else everybody has to write, and a big shout out to my buddy Ron, aka Corner Pub Ron, you can find him at that account, Twitter, Instagram, Follow them on Facebook, yada, yada. Also, check out uh, Corner Pub Grub, which is their new food installation at the Sheffield Tavern over in Philly. Stuff is excellent. You definitely have to get down there. They're doing some crazy things with bar food right now, and you don't want to miss it. Okay. So, now that I've done that, uh, you know, I want to tell you a little bit more about me. Other than going to Temple, I've been playing hockey uh, most of my life, uh, going on about 15, 16 years now. So I feel like I know that uh, a little bit and that I have enough experience to talk about it. I've played nearly every level imaginable. I started in house league. I've played middle school, high school, travel. I've played juniors. I play in college. And I've seen... The game evolved from the 90s to the current day. I've played against a ton of kids. I've known kids that have gone to the NHL, have gotten drafted, kids that have gone to the minors, kids at major college programs. 
I've pretty much seen it all. And, you know, I know people who have done literally it all. And I feel like that gives me an edge. I've always been kind of an analytical guy. I was never the greatest at it, but, you know, I had my head that would uh, keep me ahead. Ironically enough, got six concussions. So, yeah, this is why I'm here and not, you know, out training. But, you know, I feel like watching sports for that long, being part of it, uh, gives me a little bit of a justifiable opinion. And on that note, let's just get right into the hockey. And now my first news is going to be about the Flyers, you know, near and dear to my heart. Always going to talk about them. Hope you don't mind. And our big news today is that Shane Gosses Bear, a.k.a. Ghost Bear, uh, the lovable, plucky little defenseman, has just re-signed with the Flyers. Signed up for six years at uh, $27 million. Uh, it's a pretty nice deal. Uh, he's obviously a great power play producer. He's an offensive guy. Uh, he's the new wave of the future, so they would say, uh, as far as defenseman goes. It'll be interesting to see his progression over the course of the contract and the next couple years. You know, he's got to get stronger and more solid in his own zone, but we know that's not his main role with the team. So we'll see if he can keep improving, keep working on ways to get his shots through. He had a lot of problems with that last season, but you know what? Now we've got six years for him to figure it out, and it's going to be exciting stuff. Also, heard a rumor that uh, Dave Haxtall actually put a nameplate uh, on his seat in the press box. <laughs> ah, I cracked myself up. But that's another issue that I really want to get into. Dave Haxtall and what adjustments he is going to make going into next season. He's going to have pretty much a brand new defense. He may have a new wonder kid. I'm hoping for uh, Nico Hersher, but Nolan Patrick may or may not be available. We'll see what happens when it comes down to the draft. Hint, if it were up to me, I would actually trade down because... Uh, you know, I'm not really into investing into a prospect at this time. I think we've got enough. I think we need to start moving forward with the development, not taking a kid high and waiting for him to come along. Okay, you've got stars like Giroux, Simmons, Voracek, who are all entering or about to leave the primes of their careers. So we need to start getting things done now. They need to kick this rebuild in high gear. But they're only going to be able to do that if they figure out the goaltending situation, which we'll see what happens in the expansion draft. We'll see what happens with Steve Mason. Is he resigned? Does somebody else go after him? We'll see if they call up Stolars. We'll see what happens with Carter Hart. You know, there's a lot of possibilities for things to come. Alex Lyon also in the mix. He had a great season. So things are good goalie-wise as far as prospects go, but... We don't know who's going to start next year, and that's a huge problem that's going to need to be addressed at or around the draft, expansion and rookie. But the main story right now going on in the NHL is, of course, the Stanley Cup Finals. And, well, last night uh, was an absolutely abysmal performance by the Nashville Predators. For some reason, they just can't seem to get it together on the road against Pittsburgh. And the biggest uh, problem they seem to be having is Pecorini in net. I don't know why he can't get it together, but he just, he stinks right now. And hopefully it's just for one game. But 
they're going to have to go back to him for Game 6 in Nashville, and they have to go with him for Game 7. Unless he gets hurt or literally gives up a 10 spot, there's no way that you can go with Juicy Soros. Sure, the kid's great. Sure, he's going to be a great goalie in his own time, but you have to stick with Pekka right now. Okay, he's the best goalie that entire franchise has ever had. You need to show him faith. And I know Laviolette can be a little quick on the gun when it comes to goaltenders. Trust me, I've seen it. Nashville, I'm feeling your pain right now, but it's got to be Pekka no matter what. A couple other issues. Uh, it seems that Sidney Crosby once again is getting away with murder. Yeah, obviously he was given uh, PK Subban. He tried to shave his face with the ice last night. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go online, check out the clip. Pretty much pushing and rubbing his head against the ice and then push, push, push again. Whatever, it's just, even though it's the playoffs, that's a bit too much, especially with the sensitivity to head injuries. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you only have a problem with it because it's Crosby. Yeah, that's what everybody's talking about on Twitter, that type of deal. No, it's just ridiculous. Anybody who does that, it's too much. It's crossing a line. When you're physically pushing someone's face anywhere, that's uncalled for. Sure, you can get in your scrums, do whatever, you know, punch each other. That's fine. You don't push someone's face into the ice, okay? The ice is the most unforgiving surface that anybody can play on other than concrete. But nobody plays professional sports on concrete because we're not morons. Anyway, uh, of course, Crosby does that and he throws a water bottle onto the ice accidentally. Doesn't get called for it, doesn't get suspended, but who does get suspended is, uh, what is it, Colton Sissons, who was getting into a bit of a net front uh, scrum with Olimata, you know, trading cross checks, typical playoff stuff, typical front of the net activities, Mata stumbles, and Sissons accidentally catches like the bridge of his nose uh, with a cross check. Sissons gets a match penalty, gets kicked out of the game, and lo and behold, the Department of Player Safety, the uh, NHL's guardian angel for the Penguins, decides to suspend Sissons for uh, one game, game six, game that could be pivotal in Nashville. Sissons has proved to be a valuable scorer and is really coming into his own over this playoffs, especially the last two series. And, of course, gets the axe, got to sit for one game. We're going to see who's going to replace him. Uh, I would expect to see maybe Vernon Fedler re-enter the lineup. We're not sure. Nashville's got a couple options, but we'll see how it goes down. And hopefully they can get it together. Game 6 going to be Sunday night, NBC. Can't wait for it. Oh, by the way, in case anybody's wondering, it is Friday, June 9th, around uh, 7 o'clock p.m. And I'm trying to get this out before the NBA Finals start because I want to watch them. And frankly, I've been intrigued this year among other years because I love Golden State. And I hate LeBron James. Okay, I think he started everything that everyone is now claiming is bad for the sport. People are saying Kevin Durant ruined the NBA by going to Golden State. Well, he only did that because of the precedent LeBron James set when he went to Miami with the decision, joined Dwayne Wade, one of the biggest stars in the league, brought in Chris Bosh. You know, and he's like, oh, you know, I went down to Miami and I built something. No. Pat Riley built something, okay? You were just a piece. You were a pawn, LeBron. 
you got Riley more championships, you got yourself championships, and you allegedly got off the snide, okay? But you damaged your legacy. You realize that, then you had to run home to Cleveland. And you know what you did? You immediately built another super team. You guys, lucky you already had Kyrie in place, just like you did with Dwayne. You brought in Kevin Love, who's one of the best power forwards in the game. And he's got a sweet touch from the outside when he can use it. Once again, he got another big three. And then you start taking the league to task. And then when it's not enough, you bring in J.R. Smith, Iman Shumpert, Tristan Thompson. Now, finally, you break through. You win in Cleveland. You know, uh, all hail LeBron. Okay, yeah, but then we got Golden State coming up. We got Steph Curry, the best shooter possibly that there's ever been in the game outside of Reggie Miller. They're neck and neck at this point. You got Clay Thompson, who's got daggers in his eyes and has defense to boot. Andre Iguodala, you know, sixth man of the year. Great guy to play off the wing. You got Draymond Green. Defensive player of the year, can score a couple buckets, intense, plays physical, will dominate the paint. Great guy to have. And then you bring in Kevin Durant. Yeah, they lost last year. They only lost by one game. They bring in KD. After setting a regular season wins record, it was like, oh, that's not fair. Well, you know what? LeBron started this whole arms race. Okay. Warriors want to bring in KD. That's fine. Let them bring in KD. Okay, and you know what? They've proved that their brand of unselfish basketball, that actually playing with the fundamentals, not just relying on their superstars, you know, letting people play basketball, actually shooting the ball, not having to drive the lane, get a ferocious dunk every other possession. You're seeing what the level of basketball is for the first time in a long time in the NBA. And it's probably one of the greatest products that they've put out. Now, a lot of people are complaining, oh, the league's going to be unfair. The league has to adjust. The rest of the league has to adjust to start playing actual basketball, not just countering LeBron. And it turns out the way to counter LeBron is to play fundamental basketball and get back to the basics. Shooting with accuracy. That's a novel freaking concept. Can't believe it took the NBA until 2017 to finally wake up and realize that shooting the basketball is what is going to keep fans coming back for more on a day in day out basis. Okay, it's not about the dunks. Okay, that's why the dunk contest used to be great, and now it sucks because we've seen literally almost every conceivable dunk that you know can be seen. We've seen guys dunk over cars. Like that's the limit. They've pretty much achieved the limits. I had to take a sip of water. Ranting about LeBron always, you know, dries out my throat. Gets me very anxious. Let's see. And now, without further ado, it's time! Yeah, not a great Bruce Buffer, but I'm working on it. Okay, we're going to UFC Auckland this Sunday, Saturday night at 10 p.m., only on FS1. If you're a fight fan, this is about the time you tune in, okay? Now, we've got three car uh, we got three fights on this main card that I'm very interested in. First, we got uh Tim Elliott facing off against uh this dude uh Ben Wynn. Okay? Now, Wynn, he's got strikes, okay? He's certainly got knockout power and he could surprise Elliott, who has frankly surprised everybody with taking Demetrius Johnson to task for a couple rounds. Pushing him to a decision victory, almost submitting him at one point, 
And, you know, we want to see if Elliott is the real deal and can get back to the top. You know, he's energized this division uh, with a new face. And really, Demetrius has run out of opponents. They're floating TJ Dillashaw to him, but they're going to need to pay him and give him pay-per-view points if they actually want that to happen. Right now, it doesn't seem like it is. So Elliott needs a win to start building his brand back up in the division, get back to that top spot, especially while Joseph Bienvenidas, who would have been probably the next contender for the title, is on the shelf. Uh, I really don't think uh, Wynn uh, has a chance at winning. So I'm going to go with Elliot all the way. He is the favorite in that fight. So, you know, there's that. Next, we've got Derek Brunson versus Daniel Kelly. Brunson's ranked number eight. Kelly's ranked number 15. Just making his way into the top 15 after the surprising victory over returning Rashad Evans. Now, Kelly's a bit of a veteran himself. He's an older guy. But this is his, you know, initial run in the UFC. And he's... You know, he's really impressing a lot of people. He's got good striking. He's got excellent takedowns off of his judo throws. And there is an outside shot that he could actually take the fight to Brunson if Brunson comes out too conservatively. We've seen Brunson come out swinging and lose to Robert Whitaker. We've seen Brunson come out uh, very conservative and lose to Anderson Silva. Now, the fight against Anderson Silva, New York judging, they're new at it. Eh. That's a wash. It could have gone either way. I had it going to Brunson, but, you know, went to Silva on the official cards. Brunson's definitely got to come out and be aggressive, possibly look for a takedown early. And this is a tough one to pick. Brunson's got power. He definitely does. But I I don't know. Kelly just strikes me as the kind of savvy veteran, and I think Brunson may actually need another loss to really get his game in gear and, you know, start changing things. So I'm actually going to go with Kelly in the matchup. Now, Brunson is a huge favorite. So if you were going to lay some money down, lay some money down on Kelly. You know, what's the worst that could happen? Just don't bet your savings. Bet like 10, 15 bucks, you know, something you can afford. Not that I would ever advise anybody to gamble. Okay? I do not endorse gambling. Wink, wink. Also, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't know if that works in other places where there is gambling. I'm not sure quite how far this is going to reach. Hopefully, I got a ton of y'all listening. Once again, thank you for tuning in. And we're going to get into the last fight now. And that is Derek Lewis versus Mark Hunt. Okay, now this one is going to be epic. We got the Black Beast versus the Super Samoan. It sounds like a battle of fictional monsters. And it basically is, okay? Both of these guys are going to be pushing the 265-pound heavyweight limit. We know Mark Hunt. He's a known quantity. He's got knockout power in his hands. He rarely goes to a decision. All he does is knock people out with frightening efficiency. And he's got a great takedown defense behind him, too. Really, the only guy who was able to get him down as of late had been Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar is a wrestling freak. He can take down anybody. Also, he was juiced to the gills, and USADA didn't flag him until after the fight. Oh, well. But standing across the way from him, you've got the Black Beast, Derek Lewis, who KOs his opponents 89% of the time. Okay, Both these guys have great chins, and it's really going to come down to who lands the last shot. Can they stand each other's power for five rounds? 
Who knows? Probably not. Honestly, somebody's leaving this fight with brain damage. And as horrible as that is to say, I can't wait to watch it. Okay? It's going to be an all-out, drag-out war. Okay? It's just going to be interesting to see how much Lewis really has in the tank. He's never been in a five-round fight. Hunt has fought everywhere. He's fought all over the world. He's fought Pride. He's fought UFC. He's been in there with the best of the best. Okay, Lewis has really taken a step up in competition. I know he just knocked out Travis Brown, but Travis Brown is on a slippery slope to nowheresville. Travis Brown is literally becoming irrelevant among the heavyweight division, which is a sad state of affairs because he's the most athletic guy in there, probably has the craziest footwork. But, you know, it is what it is. And now we've got Derek Lewis, who's making the climb up, facing Mark Hunt. It's going to be a great fight. I'm going to go with Mark Hunt. I don't see... The New Zealander losing in his home state, okay, on the island, all right? I know you've all seen the... If you haven't seen the video of it, go check out the guys doing the haka for Mark Hunt. It's a traditional uh, Samoan dance. It's a, a war dance, and it's crazy intimidating. It's the type of thing that University of Hawaii does before their games. And also, if you're looking in the background, you're going to see Jason Momoa doing the haka. With all the uh, other guys in the fight camp. Yeah, that Jason Momoa. The guy that was Cal Drogo. The guy that's going to be probably the sweetest freaking Aquaman that you could ever imagine. I'm a huge proponent of that. Very looking forward to that movie. And, you know, for all of his other endeavors. All right. All right. Now, here at Sporting Chance, we like to think of ourselves as the uh, bar... That you don't have to tell your, uh, you don't have to lie about going to. And in keeping with that nature, I would like to uh, recommend a beer for y'all, if you don't mind. I'm going to keep it light. This is the first episode and we're uh, getting into summer. So I would uh, actually like to recommend everybody some uh, Schofferhofer grapefruit. Yes, yes, what? Okay, you're supposed to be this guy who's like super into sports. You're recommending a grapefruit beer? Yes, I am. Okay, a grapefruit Hefeweizen. Okay, so shut your mouths, sit down, and listen to what I have to say, okay? It's the summer, okay? It's freaking hot out, okay? Unless you're in Canada. Hello, Canada. Anyway, it's hot out, okay? It is... You're going to be outside in the sunlight. You're going to be drinking, okay? Imagine that. So you're going to want something that's a little light, a little fruitier, okay? Grapefruit beer. Yeah, yeah, it actually fits the build. It's delicious. You can add grapefruit to it. It makes it a little sweeter and even easier to drink. And you know who's going to love this? Yeah, okay. Why does anybody get together to do anything? Why? So girls will be there. Guess what? Girls will love a grapefruit beer, okay? She's like, oh, but I don't like to drink beer. Okay, yeah, here, here's alcoholic grapefruit juice. Oh my god, really? Oh wow, this is so good. Yeah. And it's also way better than that bullcrap lion and kugel shandy. Can't stand any of that. Ugh. I'm not a shandy guy, not a lion and kugel guy. It's just how I am. I don't know why. But, you know, Schaffenhauer, grapefruit, add extra grapefruit to it. You can make yourself a nice little thing. You know, you can even add extra to it. You can add a little vodka and make yourself a beer fruit cocktail. Well, you know what? How about that? There you go. Beer fruit cocktail. I'm not arguing. That sounds great to me.
Anyway, so this has been a, a pretty brisk podcast. Not a lot to say. I mostly just wanted to do this, get it out there, get the ball rolling. Okay, so if you have any questions, you can hit me up at mmaratea22. That's M-M-A-R-A-T-E-A-2-2. That is Twitter and that is Instagram. Okay, also, you're going to find this at sportingchance.com. Sportingchance.wordpress.com. Okay, you can Google it. You can, oh, no, 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 no. That is, that is incorrect. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's mmaritea22.wordpress.com. Okay, so same name. That's the website address. Matthew, uh, okay, forget everything that you just heard. Okay, mmaritea22. M-M-A-R-A-T-E-A-2-2. Okay, that is Twitter, that is Instagram. That's where you want to go, get the links to Matthew Maritea22.wordpress.com. That's where you're going to find this. The embed also. I'm going to be on SoundCloud, still working on that, figuring it out. So we're going to get that taken care of. It's going to be embedded on the blog. It's going to have links in the Twitter. You're going to find it on SoundCloud if you want to listen on your phones from mobile. And you know, I just want to thank you all for sticking with me uh, through this brisk podcast. Uh, anybody got questions, comments, leave them on the site. Uh, if you know me, text me. Also, uh, email mmaritea22 at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, Twitter, Instagram, email. Hit me up there. Leave comments on the website. Please listen. Uh, let me know if you enjoy it. Let me know what I can do. Let me know that the sound's coming through okay, because you know what? I'm just going to upload this without listening to it. Uh, yeah, wildly reckless, but that's what we are here. We are unabashed, we are unedited, and we are uncensored. I'm sorry, I didn't use any curse words this time around, but I will next podcast, I promise. might even have a guest. We'll see how often I do this, and hopefully y'all are listening, or at least I get a couple ears. So, uh Let's go do this thing. Everyone, enjoy the NBA Finals tonight. Enjoy your weekends. I'm going to be back soon. And uh, have a good one. See ya.